Caitlin Gill, we made you watch Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip, a TV show about you how sure bad did. everything on TV is that got canceled because it wasn't very good. I need <laughs> a major compliment from you. What is what is your favorite oh, thing God. about these episodes? You know, these people sure can walk. And while they're walking, they talk. At the same time. Sometimes they chew bubblegum at the same time. (laughs) You know, sometimes they walk on their hands. Maybe it would have been That would have been really interesting, too. I bet they don't make good drummers because they can do two things at the same time. I think drummers have to do four things sometimes. Uh, Just the two. Yeah, I think probably Uh, two's fine. Hand, 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 foot, foot. No, both your feet do the same and both your hands do the same. He just goes, baka, 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 baka. Uh, I've seen animal play all, drums. All the greatest drummers. Are... <laughs> and well, well, then you're, what about your head then? Because that's the fifth thing. Uh, yeah. The head is it. What is your head doing? What drummers are you watching? Philly Joe Jackson. Animal. There's just that Def Leppard one armed guy that plays with us. Yeah, head. that guy. Does he have a? Does he play with and that guy? <laughs> no, he doesn't. That he would doesn't. be weird. He uh, just plays really well with two feet. Yeah, yes. That is uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> why don't you be second, Major Carl? And one dong. Am I right, guys? Oof. Yeah. No. no. <laughs> Not right. As compliment. <laughs> oh, great. Um, well, so Alex, you kind of alluded to this is like a, I mean, a, a show that uh, was you know angry at TV, and it's nice to see that TV balances out by being angry at the show and killing it. Yeah, TV. <laughs> TV fights back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it it kind of it's nice to see like the 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 hierarchy, I guess, natural order of the world. Yeah, it's like oh yeah, if if you do try to bite that hand that feeds you, uh, you know that that, that hand will stop feeding will you, slap you. Yeah, stop feeding you. <laughs> Cancel you right before sweeps. Uh, all right, I'm gonna go. I'll go third and let Chris go last. I think so. My major compliment is that setting uh, a TV a TV show backstage on a comedy TV show on a sketch TV show. Uh, has a lot of fun props lying around. Yes. So at one point, they had a meeting in half of a cab, and I enjoyed that. Yeah. Or like sort of a drunken flop sit. It, it yeah, wasn't yeah they had a drunken yeah. flop sit in, in half of a taxi cab. Yeah. And I enjoyed that a yeah. lot. Yeah. Alex, I actually think this kind of like the setting has some promise. I'd love to see someone who actually was on SNL, like try it out and like, I don't know, have it just a pure comedy, like a half hour or so. Yeah, sure. I feel like that, like if that started in 2006 or so, that'd be like really <laughs> successful. And if, like if they had like a head writer I think or something, 60 like that, is too fantastic. many. What if they cut it in half? What if it was st- yeah. Studio 30? <laughs> studio 30. Yeah. Uh, and instead of a studio, uh, it was I rocks. <laughs> I did fervently hope when I opened up the first episode that it was a half hour, just oh, because. And when I realized that it stretched into a yawning eternity of an hour, I knew that I was going to a long haul with this one. You know, I, just, just to piggyback on Alex's thing, right yeah. before this recording, I was so depressed after watching these that I fired up the pilot of 30 Rock. Oh, and it made it me fun? even sadder. Oh my god! Oh, the th- because the, thir- the, the pilot of Thirty Rock great. is really good. Yeah, and like it, it's it's okay. Tina Fey hates it though. Yeah, well, that, I yeah. thought that show took a few. It took maybe half a season to really get its legs. And oh, then I it loved took it. half a season to become instant classic forever. But yeah. compared to this, this That's shitty true. pilot, like it was gold. And oh man, I like, don't oh, always th- actually go ahead. Des. I think in the pilot. Well, I think in the pilot, Liz Lemon drives drunk. If I remember, she does. Like yes, there's an oh. <laughs> It's an implied driving drunk. Anyway. Yeah, I think um, my love for the later season would ca- cloud how I would rewatch it, but I do not remember that, and that does sound bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't always think of an hour as a yawning maw of eternity, but this definitely <laughs> felt like it. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yes. I was expecting, I was expecting way more angry, in-your-face bad, and mostly I felt bored. It was oh, yeah. Bad. It's... Uh, 
it's it's cool how when emotions are contrived, they really make the time stretch longer. <laughs> like, you don't, you know, having real emotions just makes you feel like your life's just passing you right by, like it's zooming ahead. But mm-hmm. when you're watching fake people have fake emotions, you know, it, you know, it just makes every minute feel that much longer. Yeah. you just get to enjoy life that yeah, much. Yeah, you're watching fake people become fake abstractions of feelings that the fake writer has. Yes, time flies when you're having anything real, not just fun. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what yes. you're saying. Yes. Uh, yes. All right. Uh, Chris, was that your compliment or was that a just No, no, no. That was hate? just a description of my deep sadness. You did say you're piggybacking. Um, okay. So give me give me a real compliment then. What's your major compliment oh, yeah. for Studio uh, 60? So Sorkin's shows in general, but this one is, uh, is among them, are scored by someone with the greatest name in all of show business. <laughs> W.G. Snuffy Walden. What? He's a guitarist and, and a composer. And he... Um, he scored The West Wing. He scored uh, Sports Night, like wow. Newsroom, all that stuff. But whenever I see that name, WG Stuff, Snuffy Walden, I just get a warm feeling in my heart knowing he has won <laughs> the name game. I don't. You got to wonder what the W and the G stand for because he was like, it must have been something crazy. He was like, well, let's tone it down. I know I have the Snuffy Walden already to work with. So, like, it, it's it William be- Garrett, and I find that really dis- depressing that he thinks he needs to hang on to those once he's got Snuffy. Be, oh, I'm sure his friends call him. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure his friends call him Bill, but really, they should be calling him <laughs> Snuffy. No, apparently they do because he used to uh, uh, work at a a snuff manufacturer. Seriously? No. Walton's no. name Snuffy derives from the similarly themed Southern snuff manufacturer Levi Garrett. Oh, is it okay. stick when he was away from a summer camp? His fellow musicians preferred it over Garrett. It's not. It's very unclear, actually. I was trying to skim and talk at the same time, which is a skill I don't yet have. Fun fact. <laughs> That's fun okay. fact. Can't, can't even. Is the step before walking and talking? Is just the skimming and talking can't do it. I think skimming and talking is harder. I could definitely yes. walk and do this podcast, but I would have a real hard time uh, doing this where, podcast where while reading. Where would your recording something. be? Like, where would your recording equipment be? Because I feel like your audio would get pretty spotty for most of the. Walk. No, I, I, well, this is. It'd be like TV. So there'd be like a sound guy and their wireless lav, and he'd be following like uh, ten steps behind me, adjusting levels. Yeah, that would oh, be fun. Man. That guy's got I will too. say, for the amount this podcast makes you sit down, it wouldn't be a bad time. Like, I think recording while walking is actually a solid idea. Like, throw <laughs> on your Fitbit, hit the streets, because you just sat through three hours of Aaron Sorkin battle. Yeah. It might be time to stretch your legs. Yeah, in honor bit. of Sorkin, I am recording this standing up and uh, oh, nice. pacing around. <laughs> and pacing furiously. Yeah, uh, and back and forth six <laughs> inches in front of my microphone. Yep. In, in honor of Sorkin, I am on a lot of coke. Ha <laughs> ha! <laughs> <laughs> uh, bonus recommendation I, I suggest you pull up uh, Snuffy Walden's website because there's a picture of him in front of a massive recording board pressing a single button that looks very staged and I enjoy it uh, I love when people pose near boards it's the perfect like I mix audio stock photo just like a lot of knobs but I'm just pressing this one he knows which yeah, yeah, one like- is the right one <laughs> this one audio good that's the button yeah, yeah. yeah that's a button for soaring make, strings make it better i'm gonna tr- yeah. i'm gonna turn up the better on this <laughs> that's actually the only button on the whole board that does anything oh yeah. that would be so great and it's just it just says record on it the others uh, are just fancy blue lights good call i also like if there's an amount of better and he's like well i think four is not enough let's turn up to four and a half better and then it's yeah, everyone's yeah, like, yeah. Oh, the five genius. is like oh yeah five is like oh wait nope get too much, much. Too, too good too much that's for a different <laughs> show good. Don't want to overshadow it. <laughs> good morning, Meetsuits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We're a good podcast about bad books, movies, TV, and stuff. I'm your host, Alex Falcone. 
You can follow me on Twitter, Alex underscore Falcon. Joining me as always in our Brooklyn studios, he's at C. Walter Smith. Please welcome Mr. Chris Smith. Alex, I'm not like every other heterosexual male in show business. I don't find you charming. And don't compliment the caterer. <laughs> I am, was interested to learn that little bit of trivia that it's rude to compliment the caterer in front of the host. Yeah, fact. Yeah, that was odd. Why is that a fact, Chris? What is like the caterer seems like they have feelings too. Yeah, but what you're doing is you're implying that the you know you're you're implying the level of separation between the host and the food, and you should just be thanking the host for the oh food. for the great food. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's sort of like it's, it's acknowledging that, like, oh yeah, the host actually didn't do much. Chris, you have this great voice right now. That I, the tone in your voice is the I'm making it up, but I'm probably still right. No, I'm I'm absolutely right. What do you mean? And oh, they okay. actually, yeah, and they they say it in the show. I'm I'm not making that. Shit oh, up. he said that. Yeah, I don't remember that part. Or no, he didn't. Uh, her assistant did, oh. uh, saying that she made a faux pas by thanking the caterer and why it's a oh, faux pas. I don't remember explaining it. And that's it. actually true. Well, then I'm going to remember this timber of your voice for meaning you're not making it up, which I do get confused <laughs> with your other timber. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. I thought that was the Chris's right and, and Alex's wrong timber. Oh. And Chris knows it, but he's like, he's like holding it back a little I'm bit. He's like, he's not going all the way. Yeah. It's important to know. You know, I've, I've listened to you talk a lot, Chris, over the years, and I have never noticed that before. Maybe that means something. Yeah. Maybe I'm just giving you just enough rope to hang yourself. <laughs> also joining us today, uh, he's got a ton of rope. In Northern California, it's Ezra Fox. <laughs> what are you going to do with all that rope, Ezra? Yeah, I don't know. Tow something? I'll find out later. Um, I, um, hey, guys. Uh, I, I want you to know that even though I am a devout Christian, I actually support the sketch Crazy Christians, which was cutting edge when it was originally written in 2002, according to the storyline. <laughs> Also, why is it called Crazy Christians? Well, Chris, here's... Crazy If it was actually song. funny. Here's the bonus, Chris. They're both spelled with Ks. Oh, because it's oh, comedy. comedy Ks. Yeah, yeah the comedy, comedy Ks. Ks. I feel like we should have... So this is in the pilot, uh, and there's like... In the, uh, when they close the pilot, they're like, we're going to lead the show with, the, with that, with that uh, sketch next week. And we didn't see the next episode, so I don't know what Crazy Christians was like, or if it ever existed. <sighs> or if it got I... any laughs. I am sure it's the worst. Well, so uh, our sponsor, which I'll talk, I'll talk more about our sponsor here in a second. But one thing she mentioned is that uh, there was a group in L.A. that actually put on a show of the sketches from this show. Oof. Oh. Ah! Ironically? Yes, ironically. And there is no other way to produce the sketches from this <laughs> oh, show. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and Aaron Sorkin apparently like freaked out and wrote in the L.A. Times uh, that th- those people are terrible and not real comedy writers. Which what? he also isn't. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Interestingly enough, I would love to see that show. Four fingers pointing back at you, Mister. Touche. Well, wait. Three fingers. I don't know. <laughs> three what fingers f- and a thumb. And the thumb sort of pointing up towards just somebody. straight <laughs> up. <laughs> just give. It, just no. Except <laughs> the idiom. Yeah. But also, <laughs> the thumbs for Jesus. He's also. He's also <laughs> pointing the differently. For those crazy Christians. <laughs> also, thumbs for also Jesus he's pointing with his my, dog. My, my, I don't know why. <laughs> right one dong one dong for jesus and one thumb also joining us you guys we have a very special guest she's at robot caitlin on twitter in los angeles california it's caitlin gill change your channel change the channel better yet turn off the television oh crazy old <laughs> man is... judd hirsch <laughs> <laughs> only one episode of judd hirsch alternately this is what i eat before the food comes <laughs> yeah. uh, that's a good line I, yeah i do like that i'll, I'll be honest 
I like I like the food before the food. Well, yeah. I I wasn't sure if that was gonna because we didn't watch all the in between tissue, and so I thought maybe that was like a joke, and that she's really on this diet, and she just orders really gross amounts of food, and then her assistant brings her what she's supposed to eat, and I thought that was a really good bit too. That was like you talk about the food you're gonna eat, and then you just eat the the carrots or whatever. I uh, the that would be power bowl. Isn't it because she's like yeah, and a kai berry. Isn't it because she's you know. With child? Yeah. Isn't she already pregnant? Is she yeah, actually pregnant, pregnant or is yeah. there, are they just saying she's pregnant because she's eating a lot? Amanda Pete was really pregnant, so they wrote in a pregnancy. Okay, good. Because oh. I thought that woman was just being very mean in assuming she was pregnant because she was eating a lot. No, she's actually pregnant. See, it's, and on I'm, Amanda Pete, you would notice on day two. Like, you can't hide that. There's nothing she could she do. She was always behind a desk or a, a clipboard or something, so I didn't, I didn't catch it. Masterful disguise. Here. <laughs> They'll never notice me behind this. Each desk. month, the clipboard just gets bigger. <laughs> <laughs> the clipboard like orders more and more food for itself. Yeah, and eventually I, she's just carrying a banker's box on her tummy at all times. <laughs> I am going to steal that now. The thing that I thought he was going to do and didn't, which will be a, an, a, like a person who's in good shape and hates not being able to eat, and so orders a ton of great food, but then the chef knows to bring her the actual thing that she's going to eat. I think that's a funny mm. bit. Putting that in my dream journal. <laughs> okay. What else is in there? Uh, um, it's going to be tough because you're not allowed to talk about dreams based on your own rules. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I was going to make stuff <laughs> up anyway, but now I'm under pressure. Uh-huh. Uh, well, let me, oh, let me open it up so I can write this down because this is a good idea I should have for later. No, mm. let's not do it right now. Mouse is not is- working. All right, then. Uh, yeah, it you've got you're the not- combination to your locked diary, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> you're not in a hurry, are you, Ez? Um, oh uh also people hug too much not a fan of it i think we're giving into big hug too much Mm. pushing Uh, hugs on everybody uh, yeah what happened to you at an age that was formative (laughs) i'm I'm afraid to actually ask based on this hug i just don't want a stranger to squeeze their body against mine that's fair how about side hugs are you okay about that a buddy hug uh, yeah, side hugs I'm all about because it gives yeah, me one side hand hug. Free to... hug. Isn't that a blues musician? It is, <laughs> and it's conveniently it's a blues musician, and he has one arm free to drum. That's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> I saved it. All right, uh, this is episode number three hundred thirty-four. Wow, we we've now done as many episodes as the number of hectares of mountainous terrain in Sutton, recently purchased by the Nature Conservancy of Canada. Wow, good job, Canada. <laughs> I thought that was an interesting fact because I don't know what a hectare is. I honestly don't know exactly. Yeah, is that the size of a house or the size of a it, city? I have no I have idea. No idea. It could be a lot or a very small amount. If they I were like on a limb and say a it's a like fair a chunk, yeah, I'm going to say it's a fair chunk of land. I was going to uh, guess they were I, picking it up with tweezers. <laughs> it, <laughs> it's equal to about two point four seven acres. So that's big, man. That's how fast you were able to look that up. Yeah, I feel like I should have tried harder. He didn't look that up. He just knew that. Right? <laughs> wink, wink, That's wink. right, Caitlin. <laughs> wink, wonk. Speaking of things I didn't bother to try to understand, this week we're talking about Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip, the Good Aaron Sorkin short-lived television show. Uh, this was sponsored by Rachel from D.C. And uh, who's Ezra? You might know Rachel. Um, yeah, yeah, just, just. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to get called out for nepotism because, like, we looked at this uh, blind. We did. We judged names, this without Rachel. knowing who who was the sponsor. Uh, but Rachel uh, is my cousin yeah. and uh, has strong opinions about uh, Aaron Sorkin and is delightfully funny. Yeah, I met her uh, at Rachel, your wedding. Rachel, not Aaron Sorkin. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's been, she's she's been around with the show for a long time and, and is really awesome. But she had a lot to say about Studio 60. So she said, uh, quote, I selected Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip because I'm the world's greatest Aaron Sorkin hater. 
and her- hearing your group rip one of the worst shows feels like it balances out some of the karma for the fact that he still thought it was a great writer in some circles. She goes on, while his HBO series, The Newsroom, had perhaps his single worst episode of television ever when a male producer uh, says that he's obligated to believe that a woman hasn't been raped, Studio 60 contains Nate Cordry explaining to his parents that comedy is based on who's on the who's on first routine. Because Aaron Sorkin, oh I'm sure, th- thought the 1940s were the golden age of comedy and everything else. <laughs> Sorkin is sexist and racially tone deaf, and I also hate him because he's the kind of person that LA people think is smart and DC people know is dumb. So, Ooh, we got some, we got some, well, some harsh, harsh words L- I enjoy. Well, n- newly minted LA person, uh, Caitlin, um, why are you guys so dumb? <laughs> No, 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 that's not what she said. Baby, toss a bow on that, and everybody's going to buy it. I don't see people rushing into Washington, D.C. to sit and watch the Senate. You hear what I'm saying? Oh. Studio 60 audiences were full, baby. <laughs> Who's watching C-SPAN now? We're stupid like Foxes. Yeah. That's why. Although Fox is kind of a dumb net. We're stupid like HBO. Oh, snap. Stupid like FXX. Ooh, you- I have some good stuff on there, I nope. think. But smart like Netflix. If anybody from Netflix is listening, I have a few oh, good pilot man, pitches. So- if, if anybody's listening, oh God, somebody please listen. <laughs> Sounds like LA is kind of hard. What? No, I'm, <laughs> I'm living the dream, man. <laughs> so if you want to force us to to use our knowledge of living the dream to review something that you think is dumb because you live in a better city, go to read-weep.com. That was a long <laughs> stretch. Sign up on reading the mailing list. And we will uh, have more sponsors for you, sponsorships open for you soon, and you can get your best hater mug uh, validated through us. Chris, uh, I want yes, you to sir. summarize this while walking quickly between rooms. Okay. <laughs> All right. Really going down this hall. It's a long haul. Uh, let me just give it to you straight. Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip is a comedy show based in L.A. It started in, in 1996. Now it's 2006. That means it's season 20. Okay? Uh, it's run by Judd Hirsch. No, no. Sorry. I don't want the copies. It's run by Judd Hirsch. He was Goldblum's dad in ID4. And he, he oh, goes crazy. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I don't have time for this. He goes crazy. And he rants on the air a, a la network. And everybody's saying it's just like network. And he's saying how TV is supposed to be important. But now it's just canned and commercial. And of course he gets fired. Because of course. Chris, right? do you have time to sign these copies? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. What, what's this about? Uh, it's just production budget. I don't care. New executive Jordan needs to hire somebody else to run the show. She's Amanda Pete. She's smart. She's idealistic. She dreams of making the hey, world Chris, better. Chris, Chris, yep. Chris, Chris, Chris. You talking about Amanda Pete yet? Yes, I did. Keep up. Amanda Pete, right? Amanda Pete. Keep up, Ezra. Amanda Pete. We just got to repeat the words. Amanda Pete. Smash cut to Matt and Danny. Matthew Perry and uh, uh, what's his name? Josh Lyman from the West Wing. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. <laughs> They're the Writers Guild Awards, and Matt's a writer and Danny's a director. They used to work at Studio 60, but they got fired because they were too earnest and too competent. I'm not thirsty. Jordan wants her boss to I'm hire... I'm a bumbling intern. I just stepped in front of you while carrying a stack of papers. Oh, my God, I've dropped them all. But liberal compassion helps you up. All right, so Jordan wants her boss to hire back Danny and Matt uh, to come back and run Studio 60 because they could make it smart because the worst thing that would happen is if Judd Hirsch were right. The worst thing that would happen is that if Studio 60 ceases to be relevant. So they hire them back. And you know what? It's a comedy show. It's fake SNL, but not in New York. It's on Sunset Boulevard, I guess? Uh, and, and the show has apparently three actors. Uh, there's not Kristen Chenoweth, played by Sarah Paulson. <laughs> oh. 
who um, <clears throat> she and, and Matt used to used to be together, but Matt broke up with her because she's too Christian. There's the black guy who's D.L. Hughley. Is he right about every argument, though? Yeah, you know, ultimately he is. It's kind of weird a little, how that works, right? That, it's a that, little patronizing how that, that works. writer yeah. made, created a character that was similar to him with the same... Who's the head problems, writer? Who's the head yeah. writer who uh, <sighs> always is right about all of the arguments that were shockingly similar to that of his Yeah, his but his, his pettiness is played off for charm, Alex. Oh. Yeah, check it yeah, out. I love it. So, uh, uh, number two in the cast is the black dude, D.L. Hewley, uh, who is a black guy and uh, fears that these... Is Aaron Sorkin types can't. Or actually in the show? No, he's actually, actually in the, the show. show. He's one also, of the quote Hughley, big three. Hughley, but also Hughley, he's the warm up com- comic, and also he has to bring cars around at the end of the night, and also <laughs> he's not allowed to look any other character directly. They only the have and three also people. He gets paid two thirds of what everybody else does. <laughs> they, they or three fifths. Uh, they. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, the, That's the, what I was looking for when I said two thirds, but I was stuck on the woman thing. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so, and lastly, there's the other guy who's Nate Cordry, Rob Cordry's little brother, who is bland and talentless, and there's really no reason for this to happen. I don't know what's anyway, Nate Cordry, but he's got to be better than this, right? Right. Like, uh, so it's not, it's all not together fault. now. The writer, the director, the the. Yeah, the EP, they're all just trying to save America through comedy. And Jordan is is trying to, to fund this. And her boss, Jack, who's a waspy type, is pretty skeptical, but ultimately fights for the show, I think. And, uh, you know, they save America because it's important. This is the White House. I mean, SNL. <laughs> I mean, the newsroom. I mean, a sports I mean, TV sports show. night. I mean, Facebook. I mean, uh, Moneyball. Wait, is three so three of his four TV shows are about t- making TV shows? To some extent, yes. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, slash lazy. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, so I, that's the show. Yeah, that is the show. Uh, now I have heard there are more sketches on the show, and we just missed most of them. Uh, yeah, I didn't is, see a single one. I saw them announce peripheral vision. You saw the man? first part of that Bush sketch that gets cut off. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and you hear some ideas. We'll talk more about the sketches. I was just... it feel- Oh, Peripheral Vision Man? Do we talk about this? Sorry. Oh, there's I, Peripheral, I just said peripheral that, yeah. Vision Man and there's Dolphin Laugh. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but oh, none, oh, of, none the, of the sketches... For, for, it, it's not important. For the loom something? Air. Yeah, it, it, none of it's important, right? What's important is the intent and the grit and the, the liberal passion that the writers and producers have behind the scenes. Yeah. And also, you know, uh, the sexual harassment of people in the workplace that just happens. Yeah, well, so maybe that's a good place to fe- to, to start. I want to I want to play our hate game. I want to talk uh, talk some hate on this, but um, I think my biggest thing is it felt sexist, and I don't know. I don't. It felt like it felt problematic about that many times. The girlfriend thing was really bothersome to me, and yeah, the the sexual harassment was bothersome. Uh, what is your? Is that the thing that stands out the most to you guys? What's your biggest hate? I mean, Ugh. I'm happy to, oh to talk about this. It's not the sexism, actually. Um, and the, the sexism, like, it was there. It was terrible. But I think even more terrible, at least in my mind, is the, the sense of self-importance about oh, this comedy yeah. TV show that, that everybody has. I mean, like, so I'm a big <laughs> fan of the West Wing. Like, Sorkin is my boy. And, and for, you know, A Few Good Men and all oh. these things where it's like it, it matters, you know? Like, uh, and the reason why it works is this self-importance. You got the soaring track. But it's like running the fucking country. 
This is producing SNL, essentially, or a worse version of SNL, and claiming that you stand for the culture of America and, like, you're fighting this brave fight by putting a fart on TV. It's like, oh, (laughs) okay. You know, like, back it the fuck down. That opening speech gave me the wrong kind of chills. Yeah. I <laughs> Oh, my skin crawled when he was Oh. Is that, yeah, it feels uh, cloying. Yeah. Name for that. It feels you know, like Yeah. You know, Chells? Chells? Definitely when I think of like yeah. the voice of the future of television in a in an incisive scalpel to remove the cancer that is rotting television, a an expansive medium that could change the world. You know whose voice I really want to hear? You know whose face represents that to me? Judd Hirsch. <laughs> you know? <laughs> An eighty-year-old yeah. actor, yeah, it's uh. that's yeah. terrible. And in two thousand six, I mean, you had Lost was on. You had some other really great shows. This was like the dawning of the golden age of television. How dare you say that television is lost? And you know, just it, it's so unaware. You know, and so maybe the issue is something in the development time of shows. You know, like, Could be. like who knows how long like it actually took uh, Studio Sixty to get like greenlit and like you know, like maybe this is a relevant thing when it was originally thought of in. No, the eighties. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, yeah, I think I was get, looking at other points. So I didn't agree with you fast enough, Chris. But yes, uh, the the this is the goal. It's so hard for me to believe this in the golden age of television. Like, and there there has been so much important, like even important sketch comedy since this happened. Yeah, you know, like I think Amy Schumer has done some very important things with sketch comedy. That's possible, and you yeah. do not seem to get any of that. And you know what? That important stuff never stops before it says before it's going to go on. It says, "Hey, America, stop and watch. This is really going to be important." <laughs> yeah. Like, fuck you. Well, yeah. Well, and also the thing he quits. He gets fired. He goes on this rant over not being able to produce the sketch "Crazy Christians" because this, the show thinks the network thinks it might offend somebody. <laughs> yeah. You th- yeah. That could be a reasonable reaction to that sketch, just a guess. I don't feel like this is the proof that the network is neutered, that they're not running crazy Christians. Yeah. You don't see Lauren Michaels putting on manic Muslims, you know. Man. (laughs) I would not be at all surprised. Well, I do like the alliteration. It does make it more comedy. (laughs) That does sound like a good song parody. Yeah. Just another manic Muslim. I'm going to get killed. Well, it sounds like Trey Parker killed. and Matt Stone wrote it. It does. That's true. Yeah. I mean, South Park was on when this happened, right? Sure. It's As, been on since forever. I know. I was going to yeah. say, I don't recall a time in my waking life when South Park was not on. Yeah. So there is important <laughs> television. It's just not on at midnight on NBC on a Saturday. It's it's on or cable. NBS. Remember, it's NBS. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no. it, this show is kind of like being surprised <coughs> that the world's best dance club isn't in your grandma's living room. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah, you're you're railing against the wrong source. If you're standing on grandma's easy chair, like, why isn't this the hotspot of you? You're missing the importance of social gatherings, grandma. Like, yeah, go to the nightclub and get mad about that. Yes, totally. That's a, that's a perfect analogy. It is so strange to act like this show is what's being what's neutering television while all this amazing progressive television is happening and a self-serious workplace drama you know like a drama about this shit it just it makes no goddamn sense i'm so i'm so mad yeah are you mad as hell and i'm not gonna take it anymore man (laughs) 
I think you're gonna take yeah, it a little. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll take honest, it. So. You know, if you if you tell me to, as I'll, I'll take it a little. <laughs> I feel like classic if Chris a rich white guy, <laughs> if a rich white guy is trying to get on television right now and tell me what was better about 40 years ago, I'd like it to stop at Trump. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't want to. Yeah. Let's not trace time back. You can't. <laughs> Yeah, I get it. The first few seasons of SNL were really good. Do we really need a show in the 2000s about a neutered version of that? I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah or yeah. about the characters who run the current show discovering an old man who was there a while ago. Oh my god! Oh, that yeah. where they're like, and they're just like, like hands in their pants while they're talking to him. They're so excited about an old comedy writer. Hands in their pants. Well played. <laughs> where is going to put your hands? On the drums. I don't know. Clear <laughs> sight. This is a professional <laughs> office. It was it was gross how like how they were. I mean, yeah, like uh, cool history, fine. But like to be that when you're that self righteous and you're like, oh, TV must have been great uh, twenty years ago. That one sketch you got on. Yeah, it wasn't. It, wasn't. it probably and wasn't a good sketch. Also, I do <laughs> think that comedy now is pushing boundaries more than it was during Who's on First. That yeah. was comedy in vaudeville was not for not known for just tearing down social walls and mores, right? Okay, it's true, but I'm just gonna say who's on first is good. It's, <laughs> I mean, sure, sure, it's, no, it is. It, I'm, I'm not saying it's the birth of comedy. Like that's farts. Farts are the birth of comedy. <laughs> farts are first pretty caveman farting. Exactly. <laughs> I bet he was scared. Or woman. It could have been a woman. <laughs> It could have. We don't oh, know. Oh, we don't fart. Ah, I'm currently farting. <laughs> That's the that laugh is the sound of Caleb farting. <laughs> if only I'd be a millionaire. <laughs> I'm not sure how you'd turn that into a million a million dollars, but oh, I believe you. Uh, have you easily. seen the internet? Excuse me. <laughs> there are people. Start a YouTube series. I. I, who's on first is good, but it's like I mean, it's not funny exactly in in a modern context. I that one of the things that's important about comedy is that it changes, and what is funny changes as the as society changes. Lenny well, Bruce was very important, and right now is would be very boring. That same material yeah. seems well, weird. Well, and and here's the thing. I mean, just to just to put some context, chief summarizer here. Hello, um, uh, Nate Cordry. His parents are in from Columbus, Ohio. Oh. They are they are dispro- They are disapproving of their son's career in in what they consider a silly enterprise. And so Those uh, skits you do, yeah, the skits. And so Nate, rather than trying to build bridges, rather than trying to be sensitive or even even like passingly, you know, uh, affectionate to these people that in theory he loves, he just gives them a canned tour of a studio where he just walks them around the theater and lists history things. And then at the end, when like there's a big disagreement, he tries to bridge that gap by just giving them a record of the thing he likes and they've never heard of and says, you're going to like this, but uh, you know it's a record, so you can't listen to it in the car on the way home. <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> I was expecting their car would be old enough because they were so like that uh, oh they were backward thing. yeah the, the he, they would be like, no i have a radio i have a, a a record player on my dashboard hit skips a right? lot yeah grandma strapped <laughs> to the roof yeah. mother-in-laws just, am i right just just a craziness like there's no there's uh, these aren't human people these are like mouthpiece props that just walk around monologuing well chris i know yeah that, so it's a sorkin project yeah, exactly i know oh, whistling is your on. thing but that is kind of everything he's ever done and that's the number one thing that bugs, bugs me about him is that he's he's written one character his in whole career and it's just him. different he's costumes. Written himself. Yeah, he's written glorified versions of himself. Every character he's is him. Every character except for the women who are the foil for everything he does right. Yeah, that's 
I'm sorry, even in West Wing, and I would suck on Alice and Janie's toes all goddamn day, but there's nothing in that show that isn't uh, wait, women wait, wait, are reflective on. characters. Caitlin, hold on one second. <laughs> I can't imagine no breaks you don't hear for lunch. No, I'm eating lunch. Hello. Yeah. Hello, it's the jackal. But like, I'm gonna take those beauties out of my mouth to put food in. Come on. What about like, like I don't know, like uh, water or something like that? Are you? That's a natural source of everything I need. I'm assuming it has okay. some kind of salt crystals. I and you like, can hook okay. me up to an IV for basic sustenance. A bit of zinc. I'm busy. It's got you. It's got you. Agreed that she is awesome. I guess the thing that, that right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree and disagree about the, about the toe sucking thing. I think no. I think I think Caitlin's shown that's a possible way to sustain life. <laughs> Honestly, in LA, I might be reduced to that just to survive. We'll see what happens. Oh man, if I know. I can convince so a famous person to just let me suck their toes all day. Maybe I can make it in this. Oh game. man, yeah, technically it's gluten famous, free. Well, well <laughs> wait. Low depends on what they've been walking on. Uh, here's the question, Caitlin. Sorry to derail this, but who's the least famous person whose toes you would try to suck <laughs> in order to get famous? Least famous person? Oh God, I don't know. What about Rob Cordry's brother, whose name I already? That's why I was wondering. I was. I, I, is it above or below the Nate Cordry line? <laughs> uh, I would say it's right around there. It's right on there. Okay. Yeah, I would. That's okay. an accurate gauge. It's a famous person's sibling. I who has a less graceful IMDb. I really don't like so the, feet, uh, but uh, you know, I'd like to be famous. I'd do it. Yeah, suck what, it up. Uh, Nate, 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 <laughs> I'm sorry. Nate Cordry or, or, or more important than Nate Cordry? Like, I mean, yeah, oh, it would same be, level would be fine. It would be a calculus for me of what that person could get for me, I think. If it was yeah. someone who could I green mean, light a, a show, I'd suck both big toes at the same time. I, I, I got it. One, that's going to be really tricky. And two, like, I think you'd have to, like, actually practice beforehand. Like, you think you get, like... Like, show green lighting, sucking level of toes just the first time you try, I Alex. I think it's more about power and degradation than actual quality. I don't think there's a lot of tricks to it that are important. That's an amateur mistake to think <laughs> that, you. Alex. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Finally, somebody gets it. Uh, All I was saying is that here? every male character is Aaron Sorkin, and every female character is a reflection of Aaron Sorkin. Is Aaron Sorkin's ex-girlfriend that he's mad at? Yes. I mean, it's kind of interesting in show, just to be an Aaron literally, in this show, I mean, I'm not sure where that exists in the rest of the series, uh, because I watch wrestling and try to pretend that he had nothing to do with it, and I <laughs> pretend that I, liking Sports Night still is okay, but it's, they're just all exes he's mad at, parents he's mad at, family he's mad at, yep. society he's okay. mad at, and he's right, you're, reflecting, you're, uh, he's, yeah. Ugh. Like, you're not, nothing you're saying is wrong, Caitlin, but... To be Sorkin and to get like famous enough so you can just air out all your vendettas and like replay oh. them so that you win every single argument is fantastic. Yeah, what a weird surprise that like white dude impotent Hollywood loves this guy who writes himself being correct in every interaction. I'm shocked oh. that mutant dick execs that sit behind. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, he's just wait, wait. living the dream of every asshole who actually greenlights those shows. Nobody from Hollywood also, listen to this, please. Also, Caitlin, can you go into more about how you picture the mutant dicks? Well, because like, there's a couple I mean, ways it could be. I was kind of bummed because I had just used toes, but honestly, they look like toes. Oh, oh interesting. Wait, yeah. so if it's a dick and it looks like a toe, it's horrible, but you'd just suck on a normal looking toe? I don't want to go into what I'd suck on to make it in this stupid town. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's mostly what Ezra wants you to go into. <laughs> no, 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 no. We got enough. Yeah. <laughs> We got the tape on that. Uh, let's do a couple of so those are the big hates. Let's do a couple of really small hates uh, really quickly. What else is small that bothered you on the show? Three Six Mafia. Don't like them. Oh, interesting. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have an opinion, I think. I don't think I've had an opinion on it's them for been a while. Ever. Uh, I didn't like Three. that there was the... Uh, 
the the child of the Chinese businessman who was going to buy NBS, who was telling uh, that she was going to quit Juilliard to study improvisational comedy, and he yeah. was going to like talk her out of it or something in the next episode. Uh, yeah, the executive promises to help the man get his daughter back. I, which I assume is I assume yeah. the next episode is like she sits down with a comedy writer and he's like, "Don't do it." But it doesn't. You don't have to quit Juilliard to study improvisational comedy. There are evening classes. Just. Also, it's, a, it's a great I mean, hobby. You could just see bad There's a pyramid scheme that will take you no matter improv. what you know how to do. Exactly. <laughs> That's really fun. Yes. Uh, go, just, UCB would love to take your $600 at any point in the day. Just go. And it's a fun hobby. You don't have to give up everything to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And if you just give up everything, there's only oh. so many classes you can take. Like, it doesn't, you don't have to quit anything. Just, you'll, you'll cap yeah, out. Yeah. Just go study yeah. some improv. It's fun. Uh, here's a tiny hate. Uh, so, you know, D.L. Hughley uh, on the show is mm-hmm. is the black guy. And mm-hmm. he's always, he, you know, he starts out the, uh, you know, episode six being Mr. like, Hughley? hey, yeah, Hughley, he, he never thinks that Matthew Perry can write for him because he's a black guy and, mm-hmm. you know, Matthew Perry's voice is Aaron Sorkin. But I just, Matthew Perry can write for him either. That's just a guess. Yeah. Well, that's probably true. Uh, but on the show, I was, I was just right, watching the show. I was like, if there's a black writer on this show, I will eat my hat. And okay, wait. Well, so the Dale second Hughley credited did. writer is a black guy. Oh, what kind of hat was it, Chris? How did it taste? Uh, uh, it was an ice cream hat. <laughs> what? Man, you lucked out when you made that bet to yourself. Yeah, it's it almost out. like you didn't want to actually go through with that. Yep. <laughs> Very clever of um, you to have the ice cream hat. D.L. Hughley also got, like, I think, a, like a like consulting or advisory credit as well so that's so actually he might have asked him a question the racial component so there is is interesting because there's that the middle episode we watched was sort of about diversity hires and like it seemed like he might be against them but mostly what's important what was interesting to me was that they went to the comedy this comedy show at the improv where don't you run a Ugh. show at the improv caitlin i do are you an improv regular uh yes. so so t- tell me if that seemed like true to your experience at the improv that the headliner from out of town uh it was terrible and then there was a local guy who or but everybody loved him and there was a local guy who bombed with clever but unrefined material like did that feel real to you I mean the scenario feels real I can't say that that scene felt very authentic like anytime you're writing stand up to be per- performed by actors you're you're it, that's a yeah. fool's errand you're not going to nothing about that like, there are definitely comics that do both of those kinds of material very well. You could have just hired them, but yeah. I guess not. Uh, like D.L. Hewling. Yeah, exactly. Although, I mean, poor D.L. Uh, uh, just not <laughs> not his shining moment, in Weird my opinion. Weird D.L. doesn't just go by Snuffy. Like, it's a way better name. <laughs> Everyone should go by yeah, Snuffy. Snuffy's just a great right? nickname instead of the, two the, initials. Can we just be the four Snuffies, guys? More Snuffies everywhere. I um, get- also, Caitlin, how many big butts do people talk about? Many? Uh, sure. I mean, big butts come up, but I, I don't know. LA's in the navel gazing right now. We would talk about why comics talk about big butts before we actually talk about big butts. How many big navels do you guys talk about? Well, that? just mine, uh, which is surprisingly <laughs> okay. deep. Uh, <laughs> really? Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Wow. <laughs> like, could you fit a whole pencil eraser in there? Yeah. Yeah. Easy. Like, easy. is it a hectare or is it smaller than a hectare? It's more like a fathom. Okay. Huh. Is there any is there any finger of yours, including the thumb, which is pointing up to Jesus, that you could not fit in your in your navel? I could not fit an entire finger, but I could definitely lose a single knuckle. <laughs> wow, that's pretty good. I'm I'm trying for myself right now. <laughs> it depends on where you you count it as ending, because it kind of like mine spreads out a lot. 
Yeah. Guys, listeners, listeners, right now, everyone put your finger <laughs> into your navel and see if this is like average or not. A prize for the deepest navel. All right, this is getting <laughs> real weird. That's actually a Kids in the Hall sketch. That's a wonderful really? Kids in the Hall sketch. Yeah, yeah. It's really? Oh, I believe it's Mark and Bruce, uh, and they have Aww. some guts on. They're very proud of the volume of their guts. And after some extensive bragging, they decide to test navel depth using a pencil. Uh, and I believe Mark wins not only by inserting the pencil farther, but by pulling out a set of car keys. Uh, <laughs> you know, actually, Caitlin, not many people know, that directly came from who's on first. Uh, <laughs> oh, you can see the straight line right there. I mean, honestly. <laughs> it all started here in this theater. Snakes, haters. And I made myself so easy to love. You're listening to Hot Topics, the mini-podcast from the Sesame Network. Hot Topics is brought to you by the Amazon Fire, the 7-inch tablet, available for just $49 at redashweep.com slash Amazon. Get a six-pack. Hot Topics. So, uh, you're each, I'm going to give you a topic, and you're each going to weigh in how you feel about that. I will rank your response on the Scoville scale of hotness. Uh, Ez, let's start with you. Uh, Instagram sorting non-chronologically, how do you feel about it? Oh, so angry. Why? Because cause now I've avoided Instagram, and now people on Facebook are talking about Instagram. <laughs> uh, Chris, do you Instagram? I do. Are you going to be upset about this, or is this great? I'm already upset about it, Alex, and I'll tell you why. This is yet another reason, or yet another sign that Skynet is invading my thing. All I want is to see the pictures of puppies that I haven't seen yet before. Mm. And if there's an <laughs> algorithm telling me what I should be looking at, I've probably seen that puppy. All right, Caitlin, how do you feel about it? I'm in. I'm ready to let computers think for me. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm, gonna I'm go, tired. All right, so I'm going to pick the hottest take. Uh, I'm going to say with a hotness of uh, New Mexico, Caitlin. I like that. It's surprising. Uh, good turn on things. pretty hot. Category number two. It's pretty hot. Uh, Mary fuck slash wrongfully imprison Trump, Cruz, and Kasich. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Hot takes. Let's start uh, with you, Chris. I'm a non-combatant. He's... Huh. All right. No, I mean, like, I'm, I'm not. I, I'm not following any of the, poli- the Republicans. You still have to marry, fucker, uh, yeah. wrongfully imprison each one. Okay. You don't have to I, know anything. He, do, do to each one of them. Then. Okay. You all know what? You know three. what? I'll fuck Trump because he'll pour champagne all over my body. Yes. <laughs> and uh, who was the other one? Cruz and Kasich. <laughs> Cruz. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll wrongfully imprison Cruz. Uh, I've seen a picture of him. He looks weird. Uh-huh. And Kasich uh, seems like a down earth normal guy. All right. Is it? Is it really Kasich? I've been uh, pronouncing it Kasich. I say it hot wrong take. every single time I try to say it. Uh, Caitlin, <laughs> how, how about you? MF all right, wrongfully all right. in prison. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck Kasich, 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 uh, because I feel like he's the one that's never experienced anything beyond the missionary position, and maybe if mm. I blew oh, his mind, blow his he mind. might <laughs> stop denying abortions. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, sure. Like if he realizes there's fun ways to make babies, maybe he'll come around. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna marry Cruz because he seems very easy to control. Again, this is about <laughs> my ability Cruise to control. Basically- oh! <laughs> it was right there in front of me. Uh, and I'm gonna wrongfully imprison Trump uh, just uh, because I'm genuinely afraid. It feels rightfully imprisoning at that point. 
Uh, as I'm going to go ahead and give you the win on that round just for cruise control, for noticing <laughs> yeah. the answer she implied. He doesn't even have to give a real answer. With wow, a, that was a, a hot, hot take. scale of ghost pepper. That was brilliant. All right. Uh, number three, which state would you kick out of the United States? Caitlin, oh, you're up first. Jesus. Uh, oh, man. California. It's the seventh Ooh. largest economy in the world. We can take, we'll make it on our own. Oh. Oh. A self kick. Yes. I love it. Suckers, you try to live without our avocados. As our also in, also from and our Silicon California. Valleys. What do you think? Uh, can I just take Northern California oh, out? Oh, interesting. Sure. Wait, you want to leave Cheater. Southern California? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind. I'd like to visit Hollywood, but I'd like to get a passport stamp when I do oh, it. Okay. Chris, who's, who, who are you kicking out? Uh, call the rabbi. I'm going to circumcise off Florida. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I think... I think that might be too much. <laughs> I'm trying to decide that might be too hot for us. Yeah, but if you want Orlando or something, just take off Miami. Fine. You know, okay, it right yeah, off. that's allowed. All right, Chris. I'm, you know, that's pretty hot for us. Uh, I'm going to give you the win on that uh, with the hotness of uh, two hands rubbing together. Uh, that <laughs> also, I should say, usually the rabbi doesn't do that. <laughs> oh, good to know. Okay, so there's there's, there's someone just for that stuff. Oh, really? Which what is, is, oh, yeah, that's less weird. That's definitely less weird. There's not somebody with a role in spirituality that has a role beyond just slicing off the tip of dicks. Look, all religions are so weird. Why are we doing this? It's a tough thing because I kind of would want like a specialist. I don't want just like, oh, yeah, and on the side, in addition to like, you know, hours of Talmudic study, I also do this thing. I mean, I, you, like, there's no really good way to argue this one. Uh, I, it's I'm not, not like they're doing way. this with robot hands through a computer and special glasses that make you see the microscopic. It's just a tiny knife and a baby on a towel. Yeah. Hey, I know how we'll protest this. We'll put on a sketch on live TV and call it something like Hectic Hebrews. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that I was uh, we were going to be at a tie, but Chris, for hectic Hebrews, you're, you've pulled ahead. Yeah, you have won this the the introductory round of hot oh, topics. God. Give Chris sure. a hand for the hottest take <laughs> with, with the hotness of side boob. Chris, that means you get to play in a rapid fire round. So you get one word answers to each of these topics. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah. Googly eyes. Sandwiches. Uh, <laughs> pick one superpower for you to have. Teleportation. <laughs> the FBI's demand to get Apple to unlock iPhones. Ridiculous. Nike or Adidas? Nike. What kind of toast would you like with that? Not burnt. Those were well so done, hot. Well done, well done. Thank you all so much for listening. Not- we'll catch you again. Probably never. Hot Topics yeah. was brought to you by readdashweep.com slash Amazon, where you can get lots of hot deals and a portion of everything you buy supports Read It and Weep. Stay toasty, my friends. Hot Topics. Open Sesame. Now it's time for the totally unsimilar to that game of uh, top five. Top five. So let's talk about top let's five. Talk about, let's talk about the uh, the comedy here. Let's play. So we've all we've all been participants in comedy in some way or another over the years. Um, let's try to finish. I these honestly don't know podcast if I have. comedy. Yeah, yeah, including the podcast. Um, this counts. Oh, sure. Yeah, Caitlin, okay. you have. I think. I let's know. talk I'm about. Uh, let's let's end these sketches for them. Let's talk about where these sketches can go. So Bush hmm. talking at his desk with Cheney leaning on his shoulder, and then an old guy interrupts. Oh man! Cheney's arm slips off Bush's shoulder. His uh-huh. head plunges into Bush's lap. Oh! And it turns out the old guy was actually somebody from TMZ in disguise. Mm. Wait, he's from TMZ, but he's also blowing the president. No, 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 no. The old guy interrupts, right? 
Oh, the old guy, the right? Interrupting right. old guy. Yeah, Bush and Cheney. Oh, I see. Yeah. So that was the TMZ guy, and then it was yeah, that was Bush getting the blowy. Yep. Uh, <laughs> um, the old guy for me is the ghost of Reagan. Um, and then they go on a road trip uh, to the uh, the biggest ball of yarn. Oh, yeah. I'm not yeah. sure that's a good out, but it's interesting. I mean, I don't think you have to find an ending for any SNL sketch. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that would be non-traditional. I actually <laughs> like the idea of a old guy interrupting with speech that he's mad as hell about television that could be funny after that. Oh, you just keep on interrupting yeah. them. Throughout the yeah, show? Yeah, it's almost like right? that joke was right there. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Yeah, no, no. Like, like, so, yeah. So, like, the old guy partway through the interruption, someone else comes yeah. and interrupts him. And, like, you know, like, all right, guys, I'm going to, this is not a joke. I'm going to be fired tomorrow. You'll read about it. And she's like, I got to tell you, this this whole thing behind me is pandering. Yeah. Pandering. I, I love that you were saying this because I'm watching that pilot. Like, that's the joke. Like, they're panicking in the booth. Like, what do we do? And what you do is just send somebody else out to kick him off and say exactly the yeah, same thing. It's not a crazy. Oh. You just yes and that shit. This yeah. show is if so, so bad. If some other guy came out and interrupted him and was like, I think that speech was just, it was self righteous and we don't need that kind of shit and then someone else Sorkin-esque yeah Sorkin-esque and then someone else interrupts him and is like that feels too meta doing two interruptions we just can't handle that and then an audience member is like which of these are real and then someone interrupts the audience member this could be a great game oh man that was a good fix I love it good job alright roommate brings home girl with dolphin laugh Mm. How does dolphin laugh girl turn into a sketch? Because as soon as they like, as soon as she laughs and it sort of sounds like a dolphin, the genius head writer with the satire abilities that was brought back because he was so edgy goes, "Yeah, we can do something with that," and it's just girl with dolphin laugh. <laughs> I just hmm. don't. I'm not sure that has legs the way that genius satirist thought it did. Yeah, dolphins uh, don't have well, any legs if, at all. That's kind of uh, part of yeah. The, <laughs> and they're, they're they're sort of frat boys of the sea. Dolphins are. You know, yeah, they are very fratty. Those dolphins. I wonder if you true. could have like a a mermaid kegger or something like that, where she could be l- giggling at something a dolphin said. Oh, interesting. I, I like the idea that she starts out with a dolphin laugh, and then it slowly turns out she really is a dolphin in a person suit, and then that gets more more difficult for her to sustain the ruse as she has to like go duck into the bathtub for a few minutes. Oh. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. He takes her to he takes her to Red Lobster, and it gets really awkward. I, I would say what if like everything that like so it starts the dolphin laugh but everything else is also just like other nautical sounds so like maybe like during sex it's like a foghorn oh, or like um just just like other things that like kind of come out like you know more and more and then she's just like just a soundscape you know yeah. that could be a, I could, I could see a soundscape sketch work I also like the idea I'm going to go off. back to my idea of this her being a dolphin uh, I the, the the ending of that sketch is that he is totally fine with it no oh. Well, yeah, they're getting they're getting ready to to do it for the first time, and she's like, "Look, I got to tell you something. This is not just a cute laugh and a, a love of water and an awkwardness about eating fish." And he's like, "You're a dolphin." Yeah, you know, no, I know. Like, yeah, you knew. I was like, "I knew the oh, whole yeah, time." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's the only reason I've been going out with you. And and ladies and gentlemen, listening to this podcast, this sort of brainstorming session is like nothing that's on the show Studio Sixty on the Sunset Strip because they never show a writer's room. They never show it working. Yeah, the show, well, every time they room. do show a writer's room, it looks like a scene from Newsroom or from West Wing. Like the, it's just a lot yeah, of paper it, rustling sounds and like urgent interruptions. <laughs> yeah. And one person is monologuing, yeah, or one guy's like, reading a book out loud. Out loud. Where, like, there's twenty five the, like, the sketches stains. in this book. How come none of the people are like, "That's obnoxious. Shut up!" Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, where are the pizza boxes and sweatpants? Yeah, uh, how about peripheral vision man? They say that one's never fun, never gonna be funny. But a superhero with really strong peripheral vision. 
Well, who's the who's the who's the arch nemesis? Um, tunnel vision, like straight straight you <laughs> guy. Um, oh yeah, maybe yeah. His, the nemesis is a guy who's always sneaking up behind people, so the peripheral vision doesn't even help. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> honestly, he just pokes himself in the eye, right? That seems to be like. A, Oh, right. So it builds up like the whole thing is like, you know, like he can save anything. It's like great, and then he just keeps on like you know getting like grapefruit in his yeah, eye. Yeah, like he slices oh, yeah. like, a great exactly grapefruit or lemon just right into the eye. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Just different different citrus fruits. Every episode a different Perfect. citrus fruit. In his <laughs> he eye. steps out. The sun is a little too bright. Can't say anything. Yes. Uh, I'm actually gonna say. Uh, uh, like so, the last one I was I wrote down was Husky Gymnast, where his whole routine is just chalking up before he gets on the bars. I'd I'd actually be okay with that. I could imagine that routine working. Um, I I would. I mean, I want like all that, but then like at the end, he just like you know cut away to him doing like the perfect like you know like eighteen flips. In yeah, a it would row be good. Like, yeah, if he was actually good, that'd be a good surprise. Yeah. I would also like. I just like a person who chalks up before other activities. I'd like to see him chalking up before eating, oh, before making love. Just- Yes, exactly. Always chalking up. Yeah. Yeah, that would All be right. the big reveal. For- All right, a couple other quick questions. Uh, at Marissa Ray, I think we did it. We solved it. Yay. Um, yeah. Yay. At Marissa Ray on Twitter says, uh, if you were seven months pregnant, would you hook up with a relapsed cocaine addict who claims to be 100 times smarter than you? Oh, my God. What have you got to lose? <laughs> oh, that <laughs> entire relationship is so terrifying and problematic. Yeah, let's talk about it. Why, why does that bother you so much, Caitlin? Oh, because, I, I mean, at one point she just says, will you please stop harassing me? And he says, no, no, I won't. And then continues yeah, she's like, it's unprofessional in and- the workplace. Yeah. And winds she's up. She's his boss. She could fire him. Well, that's true. Well, but she needs no, him because he's a genius. Because these are contrived figurines from Aaron well, Sorkin's yes. dark, deranged <laughs> yes. mind. So, of course, at the end it works. And not only does he get control of her, but of her baby. Like, there's just, uh. it's layered. It's problematic. And la- I can't, look, social justice awareness ruins almost all media. Uh, just yeah. period. Almost always. But this one, who boy. Like, I'd like to think if you've never had a feminist inkling in your entire life, you still watch this and are like, I don't know if he's being cool. Like, I don't know if that's cool. <laughs> I, I I I so I'm totally with you. I don't want I but I I just want to I just want to mention that I do think that the history of media if you as a as a guy from very early on you're told the way to win a woman is to never accept that she does not want you to keep asking her. Yeah, it's almost it's like comedy deal. writers and writers in general wriggly struggling with those issues of rejection and wind up creating <laughs> fiction about it that doesn't reflect reality in any way. That's crazy. It, like isn't that nuts? That's like yeah, saying, you know, nice. every time you're in space, it seems like people use warp drive. Yeah, it's all just made up shit. There's no such thing as warp drive. There's also no such thing as persistence winning a woman. That's not, I mean, that's... Oh, my God. Wait a second. Wait a second. But persistence can fix a warp drive, right? Yes, yes. yes that, that's where oh, there's a link there. God. I don't know if you know this, as warp drive the po- it is powered by you just asking it all the time to fly. Yes, that's exactly what you do. Yeah, if an engine doesn't work, you just stand in front of it and are like, but I'm really into this engine. Work, work, damn you. It's like, like, look, Scotty, I'm your boss. This is really unprofessional. And Scotty's like, you know, for an engine, you're... you down a hallway? (laughs) All right, at Proleman on Twitter, I don't know if I'm saying that right, says, uh, he's the father of competence porn, Aaron Sorkin is, obviously. If you were to have a competence porn show made, what would you like to see it about? What area? It's not Top Chef? Competence would you like to see porn about? Yeah, I mean, I could imagine actually a competent... Making porn! (laughs) That's a good one. Because they are not doing a great job yet. I I could watch a comedy about people who make porn. Does that exist yet in TV? 
Uh, well, there's Orgasmo, right? It's it's uh, it's on TV sometimes. Okay. Uh, yeah, and there was uh, uh, there was Boogie, Boogie Nights. Nights. Yeah, Boogie sure. Nights, kind of like that. Yeah, no, I, I'd I'd see uh, I'd see some porn, porn. But I would <laughs> some porn, porn. How come no one said that before? It's like <laughs> porn, but they do it. You know, it's really close up. It's just a gratuitous porn, porn. <laughs> oh man, I don't know what to make of that. Um, I would I'll like to see bunk. just the frazzled PAs on a porn set. I'd be interested in that. Ooh, um, oh yeah! Just coffee making. I think overall, like my the the uh, Mike our, our barista at work is really really good. I, I would I would just I want I want more people to like to know how great he is. Oh, just, so just you just confident. want to show about Mike your barista? He's great. Jill's great too. Man, I can't wait until you're sucking on some uh, executive's toes and you're like, no, no, no. He's a great barista. You have, you don't understand. He's very competent. I'm just like beyond like I didn't think it was possible, but beyond competence, like whatever like the higher echelons of that are. No, but seriously, the coffee is really good. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> Better than it has any right to be, you know? Yeah. Like, like surprisingly good. All right. Uh, and lastly, uh, Tim on Facebook says, which relationship is more toxic? So I'm going to give you three. I'm going to give you two choices. You tell me which relationship is more to- toxic. Mm. Matthew Perry and Sarah Paulson. Sorry. Sure. Amanda Peet and Bradley Whitford's characters. Or Sorkin and NBC. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Was, the, was the Matthew Perry... Sarah Paulson, were those the people themselves or the characters? No, the characters. I don't know what they're like together as people. (laughs) They seem like maybe professional co-workers. (laughs) Um, Caitlin, do you have a thought on this? Uh, I mean, God, I guess I got to give it to... I'm still so bothered by the Amanda Peet, Bradley, whatever his name. Yeah. Whitford. Whitford, thank you. I mean, not to harp, but Amanda Peet... Her character is so confusing to me in this because she's this brilliant, hard-nosed, accomplished executive who can't get her words straight, and it's the most bumbling dunce on the entire show. Like, yeah. it's it's real. It's it's an unsettling combination that the most powerful character, it hierarchy-wise, is also just like if we're talking toe sucking. This woman loves the taste of her own foot and just puts it in her mouth. <laughs> Can you do over that and over and over again? I mean, Some people barely, can't ask. but I don't go to yoga like everybody else in LA. You does, take so out a I, rib. Can, I have to really reach. Uh, <laughs> um, I actually I have kind of a, option option D. Sure. Um, uh, people who hate Aaron Sorkin and people who watch Aaron like and Aaron Sorkin like Ooh. like we, you know it's like it's the relationship of us watching this show that we know we're not going to like. That seems like well, someone probably paid not. Us. Yeah, that's your entire podcast, guys. Are yeah, you not aware us. that that's? <laughs> no, Sorry. I'm a oh, I, not most of the time I'm not, but I am at this moment. <laughs> <laughs> I I try not to watch Sorkin because I don't like it, but I did have to watch like the iPhone or the Apple movie, Steve Jobs movie, oh, uh, which I sorry. did not care for. Uh, uh, wait, wait, did you not like um, uh, Social Network social, also? No, I did not. I not social network was, network was terrible. Ugh, I cannot stand Social Network. I a guy who hates technology making a movie about technologists is they're bad. They're really weird and yeah, that Steve Jobs movie Correct. looked uh, pretty terrible. It's I, bad, but like the Social Network, the whole premise of the Social Network is Mark Zuckerberg is autistic and he made this to try to win over girls. Except that in real life he was with the girl that he's still with today. This whole time it had nothing to do with that. Like you just don't understand technology, and to make it like you're 
you're writing this hit piece on somebody because you hate that f- people on Facebook don't like your TV shows. You're writing a hit piece on somebody while using your own faults as theirs. Like exactly, that's yes. so yes. weird. How odd that an Aaron Sorkin lead is totally obsessed with women and getting them and uh, having them. Like just uh, sorry. Yeah, what about yeah, Moneyball? I'm never Alex. gonna get a job in this town. I should <laughs> just leave. I'm moving to Portland, guys. I want to get one worried today. <laughs> I feel it coming. I I definitely think that Sorkin's relationship with a television network has got to be strange, though, because he made this show about you how you guys are wrong for not letting him insult religion more often. Like he made a whole show about that. Yeah. Well, then he, no, uh, he made he a HBO. season of a show about well, that. Let's <laughs> reel it in. I think a pilot is a whole show. You you wrote a whole pilot. That's so much work. You probably revise at least twice. That's what I tell myself. Guys, it's honestly not. You can do it in like a day and a half if you actually have discipline. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. All right. uh, That's the game of top five. You guys play along with us. Facebook.com slash read and weep on Twitter at read underscore weep. Each week we talk about, we post the question of what's coming up and we want to hear your opinion, your questions, your games. Now it's time for the minor compliment. We got to wrap this up. So we're going to go in reverse order. That means, Chris, you're up first. What is your last nice thing about Studio 60? On oh yeah uh so this show was uh joyless and terrible but there must have been at least one uh kind of funny person in there uh and this is kind of a recurring thing on our show but there is always you know yeah one the, but the chud person moment. who's yeah but yeah. the chud uh so i saw this uh on the third episode we watched uh episode 12 oh yeah we never actually said we watched the pilot oh, episode yeah. six and episode 12 it doesn't yeah, matter so we you watched uh, episode 12 <laughs> they got the one guy who looks like tim from the office to crush on Don from the office. Oh, oh. did you guys get that? No. I did. He was basically Tim. He was really nervous. Yeah, he was really nervous, and and yeah, somebody was like, "Hey, here's a referential moment that we don't have to announce explicitly over and over again." That was well cute. done. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I also enjoyed her. I thought she like in, on the office, not on this. Yeah, <laughs> sure. But Sorry. I was glad to know why I remembered liking her. Yes. Um, I'm gonna go. So I guess that's me. So, uh, oh. This is also sort of prop prop related, like my first compliment. Um, they were trying to get a, a baseball player to autograph a baseball, and so they oh, sent them into the props department, and they came back. Uh, one of the things they came back with was a an, an orange painted to look like a baseball, and that good job props department. That is a clever reuse of a fruit yeah, into man. a sketch, and it's true. Although <laughs> we probably wouldn't like, need a real baseball. Yeah, but for for a comedy sketch, how long would it take you to paint an orange like a baseball versus going to the nearest freaking drugstore and buying a baseball? No, no, Why TV is so great, Chris, is that it's not about what the easiest thing to do is. It's about how can we lie to you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I, like, I love that kind of dumb magic trick of making an orange look like a baseball because they just didn't feel like getting a baseball. Plus, if you get a baseball, can you eat it afterwards? I don't think you can. Well, uh, if you I mean, try you, hard enough. You can't digest it. You can eat it. Yeah, right. I don't know. Leather wrapping, cork, which is natural, and, and some, some hay. Uh, I think yeah, it's yeah. not hay. It's probably it's string. I know it is string, but yeah. Um, oh, okay. Hay? You think there's hay in a baseball? No, what's, what's the hay twine stuff? so many I, things, no, the, Alex. It's not just... <laughs> you do not even know. So there's That's cork, the there's rubber, but... As her name the stuffing the of a ba- the, the oh. stuffing of a baseball isn't it's, there like it's twine. It's, some, it's were you making your own baseballs as a child? Were you just <laughs> standing out in the farm with your own hand tanned leather needle with red thread in your What else do I have on the farm? I've got this hay. I'll make one. As what are three other things that you would not expect there to be hay in? Um, an outcast song. Um, a horse. Okay, obviously, and I think that would be you would expect. Well, 
Which? The horse. A cold-pressed oh. juice. And we're out. Yeah. That's my skin. Uh, yeah. Um, no, but he's a really talented barista. I don't think you understand. <laughs> wait, wait. I actually also pitch unexpected places with hay. Yeah, right. No, it's a science channel. And it's like, what is there hay in? I didn't realize there's so much stuff. You guys, I, I sincerely do have a pilot written about a coffee shop, so listening to you suck toes while pitching it is hitting so close to home right now. <laughs> oh, I, can I read your pilot about a coffee shop? Sure, sometime? absolutely. I'm super into that. All right, uh, Chris, that leaves you. You're next. Nope, not you. Nope. Fuck, fuck, I give up. I'll go. Chris, will you tell somebody to go? <laughs> hey, guys, it's your turn for the compliment. Uh, what's your comment? Uh, so the original title of the show apparently was Studio 7 on Sunset Strip, and changed it to 60. Six sixty is an important number um, for the for Chinese culture. Oh, it's, it's a so was this show a hit in China then? Is it I seven as well? It, yeah, I'm sure. But there was already a, a, a short lived WB game show named Studio Seven, so they said, uh, "No, we're gonna we're gonna strike out new ground." Um, I do like that he went with the alliteration. That seems to be something that Aaron Sorkin thinks is. It really important to comedy. It's a. I, I don't know why the show didn't catch on because the acronym of uh st- uh, st- yeah exactly <laughs> exactly yeah is really really pronounceable and rolls off your tongue. Also, <laughs> I, um, I like Merritt Weaver who was like a a, a PA who got yelled at briefly, uh, and she was oh, nice. in Nurse Jackie and New Girl and uh, Birdman. Yeah. Anyway, Suzanne. Nice. Yeah. All right, uh, Caitlin, that leaves you. What is your minor compliment and the last nice thing you'll ever have to say about SSOTSS? Uh, I will say that the cast is very talented. It doesn't mean that their talents are reflected in any way in the series, but like Word. they're good yeah. at what they they do, just this isn't good. Yeah, it's not this their fault. The thing. Right. It's not, it's yeah, not your fault. And it's as much, I, I will say, like, I, and I should <laughs> say this about Sorkin projects in general, like, I know why they're popular. I get it. They do assemble excellent casts. It is crisp and it moves fast. It just doesn't move anywhere important and there's no reason to go at that speed. Like, I... The- <laughs> <laughs> You're traveling at an unbelievable rate towards nothing. Nothing, nothing at all. Yeah. Like Nevada just, Highway. It, <laughs> The, the the people are reading the script too low, and somewhere Sorkin is like, no warp drive, I told you, turn on right now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care if you want to. <laughs> that is it for our show, you guys. We made right. it. We did it. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. We will be back again next week. Next week, we are talking about Roadhouse. Oh, I don't oh, get to come God. on next week? You guys, man, no. you stick me with the worst shit. I swear <laughs> to God. Ugh, we, every we time. Nice Here's a book time. about a murderous we, the last time artist. we did. We, Here's that a 26-hour one book about a crazy ex-military guy with a harem of rape slaves. Have fun. Sleep well. Wasn't, wasn't great. Uh, I don't know, Roadhouse doesn't seem like it's that good. I've already seen Roadhouse. I wouldn't have to give you hours of my life before recording of the podcast. How many times have I seen Roadhouse? I don't know. I won't be back next week to talk about it. <laughs> Caitlin, we gave you Murder, She Wrote and The Scorpion King. I did forget Those... about Murder, She Wrote, honestly, but that's just because of how much I watch Murder, She Wrote independently. <laughs> no, we. it's, uh, yeah, I don't understand why people take my phone calls. Um, <laughs> Anyway, so our sponsor for Roadhouse like a lot of toes, Alex. is Christine in Fayetteville. Uh, Christine says that this is the definitive Patrick Swayze mullet. 
and so we have to check it out. Uh, it's bad, but you can't not watch it. So that we are very excited about that. I've not actually seen it, so I'm looking forward to it. Oh, I saw the first fun, twenty guys. minutes before we switched over to this one. And, oh, um, sorry. It's no, it's good, but it's 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 competency porn for a bar owner. So. Ooh, nice. yeah. I'm interested in that. All right. Yeah. Oh, also, quick parenthetical apology. On the Weekly Weep, I said we were doing Roadhouse this week. Clearly, that's not true. Yeah. We changed our schedule. Not your fault. There was some... We had a... Oh, man. I had probably an hour of scheduling emails the other day. This was a nightmare, and I'm glad we were able to pull it all together. And, Kaylin, even though it was not the best uh, for you, uh, we, we really appreciate you making it work, because oh my gosh, this was tricky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, fun I do having the show you on. for sadomasochism, and I listen for Schaffenfreud. Hey, I love listening to you yell, my friend. Yeah, I can't get enough of it. Um, I count on it. It's yeah. what my comedy career has been built on. hey Also, uh, I do want to say one more th- time thank you to Rachel for sponsoring the episode, Rachel in DC. Yeah. yeah thanks, thank Rachel. you, Rachel. I, I ask people who sponsor if they have something they want to plug, and Rachel said, I have nothing to plug, but as the curator of Why Sorkin Hates the Internet, feel free to tell your audience to Google Aaron Sorkin U.S. Poet Laureate episode. And they will find the history of Aaron Sorkin hating television without pity, which uh, he confuses with the entire internet. Oh. So I am super interested in that. Let's find out what what's happening there. I, I'm familiar with his hating of technology, and it really drives me crazy. But um, especially yeah. with television without pity, I think it's fascinating. Also yeah. kind of a remnant of the early 2000s, right? Not doing as much these days. Less, you don't hear about yeah. TV whooped. Mm. Mm. Good acronyms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I do like that episode of The West Wing. Toby, uh, Toby's very charming. I like that. Oh, yeah. oh I West Wing. I can't, can't quit can't. you. <laughs> nope. uh, you really just mean the first two seasons, because after that, no one really likes it, but everyone is still sticking with it, right? Yeah. Uh, I like up through like season four or five, somewhere mm-hmm. there. Before he left? Uh, yeah, once you, well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't right. matter. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I'm still well, watching so- both House of Cards and Game of Thrones, so apparently I just can't quit. You could anything. Blanks of blanks, yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> You'll watch any show. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> man, I wish I could think of another show that fit that form right now. But well, guys, 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 I have yeah. a pitch. Sucker, Meanwhile, she's getting of east toes. of Eden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Porn of porns. <laughs> I watch that every day in the mirror. Creator Hero. of coffees. Yes, thank you. Finally, I'll get it off the ground. Okay. <laughs> Can't wait. Anyway, crazy right. of Chris. Back off right. my concept, Ez. <laughs> Back offers concept. Uh, all right. If you have any uh, other uh, TV shows that Keelan should watch that fit that mold, uh, uh, we're on Facebook.com, read it and weep, and on Twitter, read underscore weep. Thanks for being here, as always, at C. Walter Smith. Hey, hey. At Ezra Fox. Yep. And at Robot Caitlin, watch for her pilot uh, of uh, about a coffee place coming soon. Thanks, guys. <laughs> 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 yes, next week. <laughs> oh, your sucking is way grosser than mine. Oh yeah, that was deliberately gross. Oh, baby.